0: Hey guys, right now you're tuned in to Your PR Purpose with Nick McBride. In today's episode, I have a very special guest with me, Mr. Anthony McGill. Um, he's going to talk to you guys all about entrepreneurship and the ins and outs of it, the ups and downs, some projects he has going on in addition to so much more regarding entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Mr. Anthony McGill to you guys. Anthony McGill, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. Happy to be here with you. So, appreciate it. Give me a few minutes out your day. So, I'm appreciative and thank you. <laughs>
0: For sure. So, Anthony, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you have going on, and uh, so forth.
1: Okay, uh, I'm a um, so I guess I can say officially after serving 20 years. Um, and the uh, between the, as a military veteran and as a DoD civilian, that I'm officially retired. So uh, that's that's a plus right now for me. Um, you know, just a lot of um, hard work over the last 20 years, and so I'm excited to start this new chapter in my life. So uh, looking forward to all these new endeavors that I have, and ideally just becoming a full-time investor. So I'm excited about it. Um, one of the other things I started working on too, as as far as new opportunities, is this um, uh, the love for music. Uh, so I'm actually working on this. Uh, me, uh, I locked myself in the basement. Uh, along with uh, shout out to um, DJ Freight Train Reggie, a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my mentor. He, you know, he locked. We locked in the basement. He showed me how to uh, what he knew for all these years, and I picked up on it. And uh, I've been going hard ever since. So, uh, and it's really you know DJing for me is really an opportunity to um, uh, see, allow people to see and hear uh, my choice of music, um, really. And I think because for me, music has done so much for me, uh, even dating back to my military days, um, it just provided an opportunity for, you know, when well, you talk about, uh, you know, cu- uh, cultures uh, mixing together in the military, you know, uh, ethnicities mixing together, and music was always like the common denominator. So... No matter where I lived at, for example, in Germany, Italy, you know, um, uh, Iraq, again, these different countries that I uh, visited, music was always something that it was the common denominator. So I just remember hearing people from Germany singing the Jay-Z songs and the, the 50 Cent and the Eminem songs, and they knew they didn't speak, let's say, full, you know English, but they knew every word to the song in English. You know, so music has always been a passion for me. So it was nothing short of for me to become a DJ, and this actually... Have, uh, allow other people to hear my music mhm
0: mm-hmm. so that's dope. First of all, congratulations on <laughs> your retirement. Being um, an active member of the military, so I'm going to say thank you so much for your service. If you don't hear it enough, <laughs> thank you so much for your service and making sure all of us are safe. Yes. Um, that's definitely a plus, and I just you know applaud you um, in 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 choosing that as a profession and then being able you know to come home. And invest in the things that you want to, and even you know, explore music and being a DJ um, in your in your in your current you know profession. That's that's you know, awesome in in itself. And just to go back um, a little bit about what you said, serving in the military um, and having twenty plus years experience, um, what did that teach you? Um, and becoming, you know, an entrepreneur. Like, what things have you learned?
1: Uh, I, I would say the first thing, you know, in the military. There's a lot of values that the military instilled uh, within me, and um, a lot of it, you know, like uh, loyalty, respect, um, duty, selfless service. A lot of that is, is directly tied to when you when you hear of any major, for to say Fortune 500 companies, right? They all will have like a mission statement. And then somewhere in there, they're going to have something about values, right? And I think most, most, and not all companies, are going to have some kind of values that they want people. That the, the owner or the CEO of that company, whether albeit still living or, or or passed away, they started that brand for a particular reason. And a lot of times, it all lends itself towards customer service. So I think that when you talk about having respect, uh, making customer service number one, all that extends to a, for, for a reason, in particular because people want to know that if I'm going to purchase your product or service that the customer service has to be, has to perform outnumber any other of your competitors. So I for one think that that's one of the things that I can say that the military uh, provided me with, which is some of those core values, having respect, doing what's always right, having integrity, you know, those sorts of core values that kind of helped me along the way. And when I look at entrepreneurship, I'm a firm believer that if you do right by the people, everything else will kind of fall in place there. So if you If you've already done all your research you you gather the data, you did most of your 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 homework, mm-hmm. getting it in tune with the people will also help you out so that's just my, you know my firm believer I'm a firm believer of that, and so I've always stuck into that to see my somewhat level of success here so
0: that's awesome and you said one such thing that you know stood out for me is doing right by the people um with business and having a brand is essentially important and making sure you know, not only do your customers come first, but that you're providing a service to those customers that, you know, they want. So I find that that's so important. Thank you, you know, for bringing that up. Um, Talk to us a little bit about um, some of the artists that you currently listen to um, and that kind of fueled your interest in, you know, becoming a DJ um, tell us about some of the artists that you grew up on and that you, you know, are passionate about now that gives you inspiration.
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that. You know, uh, I had a conversation uh, with a comedian here uh, just a few days ago. And in, in our conversation, he mentioned about why I selected, you know, the type of music that I selected. Um, a big part of um, what I wanted, to, my music and my genre of music is what I call sexy trap music. And I was a firm believer that sexy trap music uh, is and will be for a, a generational who appreciated, I call it good music, right? And it was where music when, when music was and is respectable to women and ourselves, you know, as a cultural and as an ethnic, ethnicity group. And that when you're hearing the music, we can turn up or get you whatever word, you know, get lit, whatever word you want to, the word you want to use to have fun, to mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. But I feel like that it should always be in a respectable way yeah. and that the lyrics of that particular song should be geared towards respecting people as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that you kind of hear that word civility part being played and thrown around today. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where I don't want to lose it ever with music, because there's so many words that go into music and people can misconstrue the words or use that word to make it offensive to other people, even though the words that's being used was meant for... A certain type of people, <laughs> but then people are, are saying those words. So I believe if you can have music that talks about celebration and you know paying homage to to, to women and and respecting them in a sense, that you have all positive music, mm-hmm. and then you have people coming up dressing well. So you know, for for me, those artists include uh, which I feel like is the is the uh, the Mecca or the the Holy Grail, which is your Chris Brown's, your Usher your neo of music, neo-soul kind of music, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chingy, you know, Ja Ru, who kind of paved that way to like that R&B, hip-hop yeah. uh, notion. So those are artists that I like to play. They're Shanties of the world. Uh, of course, Beyonce, but it's all respectable music, relationship-driven you know, driven where mm-hmm. you want people to come come out and turn up but in a different kind of turn up, yeah. you know. So those are majority artists that I recommend. Okay, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're saying that... Um, you're so you said is sexy trap sexy trap music by these particular artists is that people can essentially again feel good about you know moving and dancing and having a good time too which I think is important because again you want to come to an event and then be able to enjoy yourself enjoy the music music is the important the biggest factor in you know attending events so um i kind of definitely like your take on your new um your 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 genre of djing (laughs) which is i i think a great idea essentially you have djs that you know are either you know reggaeton Mm -hmm. um hip-hop i i like the the fact that you can you know focus on solidify this is, you know, the type of DJ type I'm gonna be. Right. Um, which is which is um which is good. How did you come up with the name sexy trap? Uh
1: I what I did know in the industry, right, there's there's a um uh a no this industry where you have something called electronic dance music and E D M they call them E D. M DJs and I realized there was a shortage of DJs that played to particular crowds, but would highlight the artists who were being played the most. So, I I, I, I elaborate a little bit. So, electronic dance music, you know, there's a constant, you know, beat, doom, doom. You know, there's a constant uh, rhythm that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. And let's say that most of those DJs that, that kind of play electronic dance music, right? Mm-hmm. These are DJs that are getting booked at your major, you know, resorts, hotels, you know, somewhere upwards of, say, at, at minimum, let's say $5 million for two hours. Mm-hmm. And But when you talk about an industry like music, right, where let's say the majority of the hits are coming from songs outside of Right outside of electronic dance music. Mm-hmm. So there's a gap there, right? There's a gap of saying, okay, the artists whose music are being played at most of your major clubs, those songs are, are being played, but the artists are not being highlighted. Mm-hmm. And majority of those songs come in the form of some kind of label that, that one could consider hip-hop and R&B songs. Yeah. So my notion of having sexy trap music was to ha- pay homage to those artists, that when you talk about a champagne life, and you're, really you're directing towards a certain lifestyle. So for me, it's very lifestyle-driven, the fact that I'm going to produce a product and have people listen to this thing with a series of songs mm-hmm. carefully selected and put together. You kind of get the definition of that on my website. But, and it's going to be played to a point that every song played is going to talk to you. You're going to remember where you at when you heard this song, mm-hmm. but that's why those songs were selected, to make you feel that certain way essentially take you that back down memory lane of when the first time you heard that song, how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, as we say, every time we have a Sexy Trap Music event, we, get, we can gauge our reaction depending on how many times the glasses go in the air. Yeah. So essentially when you hear your favorite song, you're throwing your glasses in the air. And I think that is very important to us, and it goes back to the reason why we created Sexy Trap Music. And they have EDM, and I say they, and then we have STM, yeah. So, essentially, when, a, when, a, when a, you know, these major hotel companies say they want to bring in entertainment pieces, and that's really what a DJ is, entertainment, we want to set the status quo when to talk about sexy trap music mm-hmm. in comparison to electronic dance music, EDM. Yeah. So, you're talking about, one, EDM being a big and all industry for these DJs, mm-hmm. but there are no hip-hop, R&B, trap DJs, for example, Who's not allocated or stays, or who has what they call, um, uh, there's a word for it, residencies, right? So there are certain DJs who get booked by a hotel, and the hotel will pay them millions of dollars to stay at the hotel and specifically play music for that particular hotel. Mm -hmm. But the music they're playing and the DJs they're selecting are not representative of the songs that they're playing. Okay. <laughs> so okay. there's a, there, there's a fine line between the people who are playing a song and on the songs that are being played and the DJs who's actually playing the songs. There's a disconnect between the two, yeah. and the word not representative of the people who's actually spinning those tunes and the artists they're choosing to play. For sure, who's getting that crowd? Right
0: so more essentially what you are saying is that you know the sexy track brand is is a is a lifestyle you know dj brand that people can you know look forward to enjoying looking good feeling good um you know about life about music and even when they attend the events is essentially what i what i'm gathering based on what you are saying about you know is a is a feel good lifestyle dj brand yes if if anything that's what i'm getting from it. It's
1: a whole experience and i think we we kind of that's our mantra you walk away with the experience we order like i think it's about five uh of those ring lights Mm -hmm. so you got selfies being taken you know between the backdrop that said that this alone the song selection Mm -hmm. is going to have you intrigued by itself but we try to create the overall experience with the selfie lights you go there you're getting your if you're posting to the sexy trap music page, mm-hmm. you get to see that the monitors will show. Every time you post, you'll see your picture on the monitor. So we try to create the whole experience within the experience kind of thing. So yeah. we want to set ourselves aside from any other kind of experience that's out there today when it relates to DJing and, and uh, you know, providing music to people. So mm-hmm.
0: So talk to me a little bit about um some of the past events you had in addition to any upcoming events you guys had.
1: Okay, yeah. So um December last year we had a launch party uh, here in Philadelphia and we were excited about it. Um, I I think We got some testimonial from everyone that attended the event. Uh, They loved it Uh, They said they can't wait to the next one So uh, we just wrapped up uh, our first event uh, of a 25 city tour in baltimore Mm -hmm. So that went well Uh, shout out to the folks in baltimore who showed up and um definitely turned out and I think the, the biggest and the most fulfilling uh, piece that I get from it is that when you see everyone come out, they're all dressed up, they d- call it dressed to the nines and, mm-hmm. you know, suits and ties and bow ties. And ladies I always say, you don't have to tell the ladies how to dress up, but it's the, you got to tell the fella sometimes you got to encourage the ladies them. ladies are going to
0: dress up anyway, for sure. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you have to encourage them, you know, to, to, uh, to, to,
0: Hey guys, so we're back with Anthony, and we're discussing more about uh, his sexy trap initiative. So, Anthony, um, you were talking to us about um, the experience with mu- your music and DJing, and how people feel, you know, when they attend your events. Um, continue to talk to us about, you know, the sexy trap experience. What can people look forward to? Um, attending the sexy trap event. I know you guys just finished up in Baltimore. Like you said, what other upcoming events do you guys have this year?
1: Right, and uh, so the the um, Baltimore was was great, and uh, so we have Philadelphia is going to come up on March 30th. Uh, we're going to do it in Philadelphia, I guess by we will say back by popular demand. Uh, everyone who attended, you know, wanted to come back, and I think. They told a friend who told a friend, said, you got to come to this. Mm-hmm. And again, essentially, I think it's really uh, tugging at our core values of what we want to do with Sexy Trap Music, which is create a respectable event mm-hmm. uh, in this city. And I think it kind of goes for every other city that you can come out, feel good about yourself, get dressed up, knowing that there's you know, no dumb stuff allowed, as we call it, you know, DSA, mm-hmm. no, uh, no dumb stuff allowed. But I think us providing that atmosphere uh, provides us an opportunity to have people come out and feel good about themselves, look good, dress good, feel good, and enjoy themselves. You know, so if you enjoy taking selfies, we have the the circle ring lights that our f- folks put together. We have an excellent team. Shout out to Bella Renee, uh, who has her, her her company who who supports us hundred uh, percent. And um April 13th also, the follow-up, March 30th, April 13th, we're gonna be in Houston. Uh we're looking out some some dates in uh, Atlanta and LA uh, I've reached out to um, Melody mm-hmm. uh, Melanie um, out in LA uh, so we're, we're discussing now about some dates in LA mm-hmm. also in San Francisco and uh, Oakland and the Bay Area uh, some dates there as well so like I said this is a 25 city tour it's like anything we've done in the past with uh, Conglomart you know right. uh, uh, that company just looking at opportunities to take this thing on a road, so for sure, for sure, it.
0: it it definitely seems like you guys are gonna mm-hmm. be busy and, and and have your 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 planner full. Right. <laughs> so um, that sounds definitely like um, a good time, you know, traveling essentially having a good time making sure people are having a good time you know with the sexy trap experience so um guys definitely look out for that in philly i'll be sure to share it um you know on my social media as well um because i'm all about having a good time and and making sure you know i look the part as well so um definitely i'm very excited for this sexy trap experience that you have going on um and aside from the Sexy Trap experience, um, can you tell us a little bit about what it really takes in being a full-time entrepreneur?
1: I think the, the most important part is being relentless in your pursuit. You know, once you've done all your homework, you've done the research, you know, you, you've done the um, what we call environmental scanning, figuring out there's gonna be, anything that's gonna impact your particular idea, w- what could kill your idea potentially, um and I don't have to, you know, you can just Google companies like, you know, Barnes and Noble's, you know, there's a, a um uh for example blockbusters, right? All those has all those industries and companies has been has been disrupted by technology. So yeah. uh those are sorts of things you wanna kinda look at. Um but once you start to understand you, you've done your research, you, you got your information, you realize that okay, I'm I'm not gonna be disrupted, my, my idea is not gonna be killed. Uh, within a certain period of time, I'm going to move forward. Once you understand that, you have to understand, am I in it for a purpose? Am I doing it for the long haul? You know, what's my purpose in there? And that's how you develop your mission statement, right? The reasoning of me creating my company. Those are sorts of, of, I would say, uh, paths that you want to take for being somewhat I call it a a successful entrepreneur. And the key word of successful meaning that I had failure. I would have failure, I'm going to have failure in order to be able to succeed and be successful, yeah. So that, those are some of the key factors that I look at uh, as far as building the brand, mm-hmm. how I, I make my um, daily um, decisions on what I do get myself into, what I don't get myself into. Mm-hmm. I've done. I will do my research, but, but being an entrepreneur, having an opportunity to fail at businesses yeah. and be able to learn from those failures. So yeah. I think that any any successful person will kind of tell you that, or you know, uh, echo that that sentiment as well. So. I'm a big proponent of when you're moving forward that you're moving in the right direction Mm -hmm. and does it serve a purpose you know all businesses should successfully serve a purpose and I think that no matter what industry you're in or what you're choosing to do Mm -hmm. if it's if it's purpose driven then essentially you're always going to have customers to be able to to share and and you know share the conversation about your product or service so I'm just a firm believer of that you know
0: So what do you say to the entrepreneurs who really don't want to do the work? And what I mean by that is the people who are not Engaging with their customers, they're just focused on selling, 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 mm-hmm. and and focused on you know getting their their products or service to the next celebrity and and basically getting it to someone who can make it more visible. I get that, which is essentially every entrepreneur's goal is to have a celebrity you know endorse it or rock it. But what do you say to the people who aren't doing the hardcore essential things and they think that not discrediting. Them, you know, at all and not saying they're an entrepreneur, but what do you say to the entrepreneurs who aren't putting the work that should be put in?
1: Make it a hobby <laughs> because yeah. any entrepreneur, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to really ask yourself, why am I in it? And more importantly, if it's not making business sense to you. And when I say sense, I'm talking about C E N T S, right? Mm-hmm. So business sense means does it serve a purpose? And because of, you know, fairly quickly, That if you are responsible for other people, which means you have to pay someone to do something that's going to be a part of your business, then you're going to lose them fairly quickly because it's not a business. You're not checking the right blocks, as we call it. We call them block checkers, you know, block fillers. So if you're not doing those essential functions for your business, you're going to lose people very fast. And so if you can, you know, you can skip if you want to. And, you know, some people are lucky to, to be able to be that one, but that's not all. That's not the status, you know, so... I'm a firm believer putting the work in and that means, you know, doing the research and you can't avoid uh, those steps and they're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And again, even if you still have failure after that, the biggest part is you walk away from something. I'm a big advocate and I always say this thing called, there's a a mess in my message, right? Mm -hmm. There's a mess in my message. So I'm a firm believer that you got to go through those heartaches and those heartburns to be able to suffer, but then once you're done with it, you learn from those experiences
0: okay and and I'm gonna play and I and you know sometimes I hate to play devil devil's advocate and sometimes you know I do because that that gets the the message and the the nuts and bolts out of you know certain conversations mm-hmm. so what do you say to the entrepreneurs who are doing the work who are doing mm-hmm. you know their due diligence who are really grinding putting the work in at top speed but are still, um, experiencing, you know, some hiccups in a role.
1: What do you, what do you say to those entrepreneurs? I would say st- stick in there. And again, that, that goes back to if, if you're in a particular industry, let's say the saturated. You know, there's a lot of people in that industry. And, and I'll give it, you can give it, there's multiple examples of this, right? If, if, if I sell burgers, right? Let's say we want to start a burger company. Mm-hmm. Most burger companies does it. They do a great job at selling you, why why you should select as a consumer, why you should select their burger. Mm-hmm. So whether it be Flame broiler Burger, the Square Burger, right? These companies do great jobs to sell you their burger. Sometimes, and I would say for the most part, small business owners have the assumption that I'm gonna create this thing, this widget, this widget is gonna be for everyone and do everyone's purpose. Well, if that's the case, then. This is something called the World Wide Web that they can go search for and get the exactly same thing that you thought would serve a purpose, but they can get it for cheaper. So I'm a big proponent of making sure that your widget, whatever you sell or service that you provide, provides a purpose, you know, whether it be I do something that's gonna be faster, cheaper, better, or package. So faster, better, cheaper, package. So if you're gonna provide something at widget, Hopefully, it fit in one of those categories. It's going to be better than someone else. It's going to be faster. It's going to be packaged. Those essential functions that I. This, this is Anthony's core focus and beliefs. but I feel like is that that's going to set you aside. Mm. The more you can focus on those things here, I think will help you to create, drive more customers towards your website. So whatever essential you know end state that you have to complete your final end zone, if you can feel like, hey, I, as Meek Mill say, winning touchdown. You know. Whatever you feel like your touchdown moment is, you got to focus on how do you plan to get there and then capitalize on some of your points and then talk to other people in your industry and never be afraid to do so.
0: Y'all hear this, okay? Y'all hear it. You guys hear Anthony dropping these gems. So I hope you guys have taken out your notes. Um Essentially, because he dropped so much information that not a lot of entrepreneurs know um, in their stage and in, 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 in their career. And even for me, I think I, I'm going to definitely have to listen to this episode um, another 10 times um, and, 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 and definitely take notes. And I hope that you guys have learned some things as well, too, um, in listening to today's uh, episode. Um, so, um, right now we're going to wrap up and I hope you guys again, and I'm emphasizing this because I really want you guys to, you know, understand what it takes to be a full time entrepreneur and, you know, the, the highs and the lows that come with it, not just, you know, essentially building your brand, but helping it exist in today's technological society as anthony already emphasized you know you guys you can be something today and dissolve tomorrow so it's it's just so important and making sure that you stand out and making sure that you know you have something that's very specific to your audience that they can't get anywhere else can i say one more thing yeah
1: i just wanted to add uh and i don't know the gentleman i apologize. um I quoted him and I think I reposted it to my social media page. He said something I think was so important. He said that uh, when someone kind of asked him that same question, uh, when did you feel like that someone should, you know, convert to being a full-time entrepreneur? And uh, you know, I, I would say that maybe my story is a little bit unique as well, but he said for the common person, he said, I, I believe that everyone should work a job in a particular industry, you know, you're nine to five. And from five to nine, you should do whatever that thing that you think you want to aspire to be from the time you're not with them. And if you can get some other time while you're working at nine to five to do what you love to do, do that. And when it comes to and don't make your transition to being a full-time entrepreneur until you're fully you're fully sure, you're fully confident that when you make that transition, your all your bills are being paid. You know, you don't just hop out there and say, Oh, I well, I'm gonna just quit my job. But you make it, you make an educated assumption that You've, you've done all your homework, mm-hmm. have some savings in your account. You know, so you, you just, just jump out there and say, Hey, guess what? I'm going to just do this thing. But you actually put some thought into that as well. So that's one thing I just wanted to kind of add, you know, um, um, just be confident when you make that transition as a full-time entrepreneur, excuse me, that you have a lot of, a, a lot of things already in place and that, you know, credit card bills, any kind of bills you have that they're, they're kind of locked up for at least four to five months, I would say in advance. So if, you, if you're not looking for income for that, for that period of time, you know, so that's one of few notes that I will put on the, on the table as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So definitely that's another edit. That's a bonus for you guys right now. Um, mm-hmm. definitely. Those are some bonus tips from Anthony, um, regarding entrepreneurship that, that I definitely think you guys would benefit from. So Anthony, tell us about where we can find you on social media. Tell us about you know where we can find the Sexy Trap um, events that you guys are going to be you know hosting and moving around city to city. Sure.
1: Uh, on uh, most of the social media pages, you can uh, uh, type up the hashtag Sexy Trap Music or you can go to Sexy Trap Music fan page, which is just Sexy Trap Music. Uh, you can also visit my page as well. Uh, it's, DJ, it's DJ Rony. That's I T S. Uh, DJ rony R-O-N-Y, um, on uh, Instagram. And I, I don't think we have a, um, a, um, a Twitter account yet. But you can also go to uh, sexytrapmusic.com as well and find out all your information. You see past videos from other events as well. So that's going to be posted there too. So And we're going to have our merchandise page coming up pretty soon as well. So for the ladies, we're have some Sexy Trap Music champagne glasses. And for the gentlemen, we got some uh, Sexy Trap Music rock glasses. So the T-shirts are always, of course, so you got to have your merchandise. So that's another entrepreneur uh, tip right there. For
0: sure. <laughs> for sure. So there you guys have it. You uh, listen to Anthony. Um, you, I'm quite sure, have... Learned so much from today's episode. So please don't hesitate to revisit the episode and and definitely take notes. And if there's anything during today's episode that you wish you would have heard, please let us know under the show comments. Um, Reach out to Mr. McGill on social media. And if you have questions, definitely. I'm quite sure. Email or. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you want to get your email too?
1: Sorry, but there is a info at itsdjroni.com. That's I-N-F-O at I-T-S-D-J-R-O-N-Y.com.
0: So there you have it again. If you have any questions, you want to learn more about Sexy Trap Music uh, and their events and their initiatives and what they have going on. Um, they're going to be hitting city to city this this spring and summer. So definitely get into that um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Anthony, it was such a pleasure speaking with you today. Um, Guys, I've heard i have going to stop talking now, I promise. But definitely, if you have any questions, um, definitely hit us up on social media. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. You're listening to Your PR Purpose with Nick McBride.